Where the Rebbe speaks about the end of the Mon. Speak about Mon. What's the difference between the Mon that came down from Shamayim and the food that we have? One's called Lechem in Oretz and one's called Lechem in Hashemayim. What's the difference? The food comes up from the ground or it comes down from heaven? What's the difference? So the Rebbe explains the Pashtos. Yeah, the Rebbe explains. We're going to have to see. The Rebbe explains. This is in, on page 175. The Rebbe explains. We're still going to read a little bit inside. But the Rebbe explains that when a, a Yid is doing things, Teva, a Yid is preparing. Even when a Yid knows that it's the brach of the Eivishter, but Hashem wants me to make a keli, so I'm preparing for it. In the end of the day, the Yid feels that he's accomplishing it. He made the parnasa. By the mon, you weren't able to fool yourself. The Yid saw clearly that it was just coming down from the Eivishter. So you saw clearly how the parnasa came from the Eivishter. That's the difference between the Lechem in Hashemayim and Lechem in Ha'aretz. So the Rebbe says that what was the goal of the Lechem in Hashemayim? What's the purpose of the, of the Mon, the Lechem in Hashemayim? The purpose is not to remain Lechem in Hashemayim. The purpose of the Lechem in Hashemayim is to prepare us for when we go into Eretz Yisrael. That's the hope. We know the whole Midbar was not a goal in itself. The Yid in the Midbar, that wasn't the ultimate tachlis, to be in the Midbar. The Midbar was there to prepare us to go into Eretz Yisrael. But the Miraglim thought that the Midbar is the ultimate goal. So they said, let's stay here. It's so comfortable, we're going to stay here. Hashem said it's a big mistake. The whole Midbar is to prepare us for Eretz Yisrael. So the Rebbe says the same thing with the Mon. The whole Mon was here to prepare us for Lechem in Haaretz. We think the Mon is the highest thing. The Mon was very high. The Midbar was the highest thing. The truth is the whole Midbar and the whole Mon is to prepare us for, for our day-to-day life in Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael they have to actually plow and plant and do everything Alpiteva. So the Midbar that's higher than Teva is here to prepare us for Teva. How? So the Rebbe explains because when we come to Eretz Yisrael how are we supposed to realize that it's the Eivishter that's giving us everything? So first we had the Mon. There we saw clearly our food comes from Hashem. Now when we go to Eretz Yisrael, it will be easier for us to realize that our food also comes from Hashem. Because we already experienced and saw how clearly everything comes from the Eivishter. So now even though it's coming through Teva, we're going to say we know that it still comes from the Eivishter. And not only are we going to say we know it comes still from the Eivishter, the Rebbe says we're going to realize that this is also Lechem in Hashemayim. The Pneumius, the Lechem in Oritz is also Lechem in Hashemayim. It's just covered over. But you can't come to the Pneumius if you never saw it. So first Hashem showed us Lechem in Hashemayim. Then He gives us Lechem in Oritz and we're supposed to realize that really this is Lechem in Hashemayim. So the Rebbe says which one is a greater which one is a, a greater bitochen when a Yid believes in Hashem because he sees Lechem in Hashemayim or when a Yid believes in Hashem in the Lechem in Haaretz which one is the ultimate bitochen so the Rebbe says let's go to bitochen itself there's two cases how you can have bitochen on Hashem one case is When a Yid sees, there's no other way. I'm going to read this inside. Just this, this, it's page 177. On the, re- on the right side. I'm going to read a few lines inside. It's the third column. 
We, we'll, I'll start from the second call. Nor as eich the lechem di panosa min haaretz is an aifim for lechem in Hashemayim. A yid realizes that the lechem min haaretz is really lechem in Hashemayim. That is above nature. And this is the complete of a Yidin Hashem. The Rebbe says when a Yid doesn't see any way according to nature how to get Parnosa. He has no choice. So he says, Abisha, I rely on you. Hashem will give me something in a miracle way. In the Midbar, the Eden had uh, no way to get their bread. They were in the Midbar. The only thing was to rely on Hashem. And they saw a miracle from the Eivishter. So it's a Yid is in a situation where he has no choice. The only way out is, the, is, is a miracle. So he says, Eivishter, I'm trusting you. Of course he's trusting the Eivishter because he has no one else to trust. But the ultimate is that when we do have another way out, we are making a vessel in Teva. That's what Abisha commanded us. Is by him and nevertheless, we we know as I'm panosis that this is also lechem neshamayim. This is also not connected to nature. And like the Rebbe continues explaining, what does it mean that the mon? Our parnosa now is the mon. If it's coming through the vessel of teva, so the Rebbe says it means that the bracha of Hashem is not limited according to the vessel that we make. The Eibush's bracha could be much greater than the vessel that we're making. So the Rebbe says in Ha'ara thirty-three, the Rebbe says that this is the chiddush and greatness of a day-to-day betochen in Hashem over a yid having betochen in Hashem when he doesn't see any way out. When a yid doesn't see any way, physical way, to have help, he has betochen in Hashem. That even when a yid, a pitoid, has to make a vessel in Teva, and nevertheless he has betochen in Hashem, the same betochen, like if he didn't have a vessel, that's much greater. The Rebbe says, when a yid has no way out and he has betochen Hashem, that's one level of betochen. A greater betochen is when you have a way out and you still have betochen in Hashem. Why is it greater? Why is it more complete? You know it's coming from Hashem anyways. When the yidin were in the midbar and they had the mon, they knew it came from Hashem. And now when you have Lechem in Oretz, you know it comes from Hashem, why is it greater? Because it's, it's more, um, it's not revealed as much. Uh, we still see the Godless of the Eivishter in, in, in a situation where it's not fully revealed. Avram, what were you saying? Similar, similar thing. The Rebbe doesn't explain why. That's for us to figure out. The Rebbe doesn't say why. The Rebbe just says that uh, if a Yid has Bitochin and Hashem, because there's no way out, that's a level of Bitochin because he's like forced to have the Bitochin. But when there is another way out and you still have Bitochin and Hashem, that takes a lot more effort. 
The Rebbe doesn't explain why. But the Rebbe says it's a greater level. It also makes more deal It comes, it comes, you, you bring the Abishter in the world. You're showing how the world itself is, is part of the Abishter. In all ways, it's greater. It takes more effort. In all ways, it's greater. So, too, in the mid where they saw the Mon come down, of course, they believed in the Abishter. But here, we, we don't see the Mon coming down. And we, we still have that same Betochen in Hashem. That's, what the, that's the ultimate of the Mon. That's the goal of the Mon. So comes out is yes, the Yidin had Mon then. But the truth is, the Mon, having the Mon in the Midbar was not the ultimate. The ultimate is now we're also having the Mon, but it's covered over in Lechem Minaretz. And when we reveal that this is the Mon, this is bringing out the ultimate Kavana of the Eibishter. With this, the Rebbe explains a very interesting thing, that in the Mon, we had two opposites in a certain sense. On one hand, the Mon didn't demand any, really anything from the person to do anything. But on the other hand, the mon did have some, something of the person's work. It says, even at Sadiq, that the mon came by his doorpost, he still had to go outside his door and take in the mon. It didn't come into his house. Yeah, you're going to say he still has to eat it. He still has to eat it. And nowadays, you know, we want something to, to even that we're lazy. But it, you still have to go outside your door and bring it in. Never mind the Bainani that had to go further out and the Rosh had to go further out. So the mon did have some connection. The Rebbe brings down that these are the two opposites we have in the Mon. In general, the Mon is the concept of Tau. It's Du. The Mon had Du underneath and Du on top. Du represents something that's totally not dependent on our Avedah. Purely from Hashem. Because Du, it says, never stops. It just goes. Rain depends on our Avedah. If we're not behaving, Hashem stops the rain, then we have to daven. Sometimes you can even fast for rain. But by the Mon, we have two opposites. On one hand, the Mon was connected to Du. On the other hand, the Pasuk says, Hinini Mamter. The Mon is called Loshem Mater. So does the Mon have to do with our Aveda? Does it not have to do with our Aveda? So the Rebbe explains, if the Mon was purely only do, had nothing to do, we didn't have to do anything, so then there wouldn't be the bridge between the Mon and coming to Eretz Yisrael. In the Midbar, we did nothing. So of course, we know this is coming from the Eivishter. When we come to Eretz Yisrael, hey, here I'm doing something. I'm not going to make the connection and say this is also the Mon. So Hashem had to make that even in the Mon, where we saw it's coming clearly from Hashem, we didn't plow, but even there we did something. Even that Tzaddik had to go and bring it in. So then we saw that even what we're doing also comes from the Eivishter. So then we're able to connect that when we come to Eretz Yisrael and we're doing a little more, we're also going to see, that we're going to know that it's coming from the Eivishter. We're also going to know that it comes from the Because even in the Mon, we also had to do something. Right. It's not like we did nothing. Okay. Even the, there were people that on their level, they had to actually cook the mon. If people weren't on such a great level. That means even the mon, had to, we had to do something. Right. So then we're able to realize that when we come to Eretz Yisrael and we have to actually plant and plow, it's also from David. But if in, in the middle we did nothing, we wouldn't make the connection from the mon to... To the lechem min mm-hmm. In fact, we work for it doesn't mean that it's not from Hashem. It's still from Hashem. Because we also experience working a little bit, but we couldn't fool ourselves. Mm. So then, when we come to Eretz and we work more, and we're able to fool ourselves. We won't fool ourselves. But if in the midbar we didn't do anything, it just went into our stomachs. It just went into our stomachs. Then we would fool ourselves. We say, "What's the connection? Uh, there we didn't. Uh, it came from the Abishir. This is what we're doing." So the Abishir made by the man also. We should do a little bit. But on the other hand, he, he had to give us a, 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 a in a revealed way that it's coming from the Abishir. 
So the man did reveal it. The Rebbe says the truth is is a third level. Till now we're discussing the man, lechem in Hashemayim and lechem in Aretz. On Shabbos was a third level. Shabbos the man didn't even come down. But it says in the Zoyar that the bracha for the whole man came down on Shabbos. It's a very interesting concept because it says, very, very interesting. It, it says that Hashem benched Shabbos and he was Mekadish Shabbos. It says Hashem gave a bracha on Shabbos and he was Mekadish Shabbos. So the Medish says the bracha and, and Kiddush of Shabbos both apply to the Mon. Bracha means abundance and Kiddush means separation, not having. Holy means, in a certain sense, restricting, being separated. So, how does Shabbos have both aspects of the month? Abundance of the month and Mekadish. So it says that Hashem gave Shabbos a bracha of the month. He made abundance of the month, and at the same time, the month did not come down on Shabbos. So the question is, where was the abundance of the month on Shabbos? So Rashi and Chumash brings down that Friday we got double. So Shabbos has on one hand the double portion Friday, but on the other hand, on Shabbos there's no month. It was always bothering me that the lotion of the Medrash was, and the lotion of the Pasuk is, Hashem benched the seventh day. And we say, what did he bench the seventh day with? With Mon. Had he benched the seventh day with Mon? By making Friday double. By Kaddish, you say he made it holy. How did he make it holy? By not having Mon. And how did he make it by, with a bracha? By making a lot of Mon. When? Friday. So it's not so simple. How did that? Berche the Mon. He made Shabbos a bracha with the Mon. Making it holy, you can understand. It's more understandable. Holy is like it's like um, separate and like uh, reserved, right? So the month didn't come down. The month didn't come down on Shabbos. But the bless is more. The blessing means a revealed abundance and revealed. And when, there was no month on Shabbos. So mm. what was the abundance on Friday? Should have came twice on Shabbos. It should have came twice on Shabbos. And 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 we have lecha mishnah on Shabbos because of the month that came Friday for Shabbos. Not because so, the month that didn't come on Shabbos. Not because the month that didn't come on Shabbos. So you have to say, yeah, I mean, in the end of the day, the double portion on Friday was for Shabbos. That's the way you learn. But the Rebbe says that there's another pshat in this medrash, which is the pshat that's brought in Chassidus. It explains that Berche B'mon is Kipshuti, based on the Zoyar. The Zoyar says that the whole Hamshocha and Brocha of Mon came down on Shabbos. There's two stages. There is the Brocha of the Mon coming down, all the brachas of the month coming down, Beruchnius, happened on Shabbos. But tangible, it only came down in this physical world. We only see the last stage. The truth is, for something to happen in this world, it has to go through many stages, Beruchnius. All those stages, Beruchnius, when did it come down? It came down on Shabbos. The month's bracha was on Shabbos. Was the previous Shabbos or the next? Or that the Shabbos, Shabbos before. But the, the Shabbos before, they, they didn't, it was the Shabbos before. Oh, the Shabbos before. Is, is what made the bracha for the whole month. But, they, they, but on Shabbos itself, there was no month. The Shabbos before, there was no concept of month. The Zoya, this the Zoya says. No, the Zoya they, says. They only found out. First Shabbos saying. The first, the first Shabbos, the Shabbos before. It's okay, we didn't see it, but that's what happened. The Shabbos before. So it's when not, it came the, down. the Shabbos that, they, that the Moshe told them that the, the, the month is not going to come down, that's ready for next week. Moshe had forgotten to tell the Eden that Shabbos is not going to come down. Until Friday when the Eden saw double portion, they didn't know what's happening. Double portion. Moshe said, Hashem told me before. Hashem right. told him the, before. Right? The Shabbos that Moshe told him about 
was already was, was already not for that was already not for that week. Enochinami. This the Zoya tells us in general, it's not just by the month, it's everything we have during the week. It says, Shabbos Minay Misporch and Kuluyem. Shabbos, the whole week is benched from Shabbos. What does it mean the whole week? It means the brach of the whole week comes down on Shabbos. But on Shabbos there's nothing physical. The whole, uh, it, it only gets the, you only see it during the week. You start doing things and then you see the bracha. But where did this bracha come from? It came from Shabbos. So the Zayah says it already started by the mon. That the bracha of the mon for the whole week came down on Shabbos. Pa- uh, but practically, and that's what the Rebbe says, now we can understand the Reichet of the Medish. The Medish says, Berche b'mon, kitche b'mon. There was no mon on Shabbos, but the bracha, abundance of the mon was on Shabbos. How do you have both opposites? The answer, that's the answer. The bracha for the whole week of Mon Berche was on Shabbos. But at the same time, there was no Mon on Shabbos. Because when did it come down? It physically came down during the week. So then it's, it's broken in half. The, the, the Kiddushai is from the previous week and the Berche is for the next week? No, Kiddushai is, there was no Mon whatsoever no, on Shabbos. Kiddushai is for the previous week. The pre, meaning at all? That week, meaning the, 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 the previous absence week of Mon. The absence of Mon is for the previous week because the, the, the Mon came in that before. And Berachai B'man is something that is, is for the next week. Both. Both. So it's split in half. There was no, okay, say in those words. <laughs> it means there was no mon. Physically, there was no mon. That's Kitsha. Kitsha is physically. And spiritually, there was an abundance of mon. If someone had the right glasses, you'd say, wow, such an abundance of mon on Shabbos. If yeah. you had the right glasses, the spiritual glasses. But if you only have physical glasses, you say, there's nothing on Shabbos. So Shabbos had two opposites. In a physical sense, it's kitchen. There's a Merdik Ha'ar of the Rebbe that the Rebbe says, this is the beer of Chassidus. Now, there's the beer of, the, the, of, of a Medrash and Rashi that says the Berche was on Friday. And the Kitsha is on Shabbos. There's a Merdik Ha'ar. The is when you enjoy it. That's when on Shabbos. That's when you actually enjoy uh-uh. the, the month. When do you enjoy the Lechem Mishnah on Shabbos? That's when you enjoy the food. That's you when you enjoy it. Oh, so it came down on Friday, but you enjoyed it on Shabbos. So there's a Merdik Ha'ar of the Rebbe. It's Ha'ar Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of horrors. But uh, you see it? I know. You mean this one, Where the Rebbe says, the Rebbe says in the order. I, I don't remember which order it is, but the the Rebbe says, ah. It's uh, about the Berche B'mon and Kitsche B'mon. That the whole Hamshacha of the whole week came down on Shabbos. So the Rebbe says that could be the Bira Pichsidis is the simple Taish in the Medrash. And what Rashi writes on Chumish is the, is the Remez of the Medrash. Means there's two ways how to understand the Medrash. Where was the Bracha of the Mon? Kitsche, okay, there was no Mon. But what's the Bracha? Is the, sim- the way Rashi and Chumash says the bracha is that Friday we got double four Shabbos. And then there's the way you explain it, that the Hamshach of the whole month came down on Shabbos. For the whole week came down on Shabbos. So the Rebbe says, could be the simple Pshat is Gor, the Zoyar's Pshat. That's what the Rebbe says. We know this is the, the, the culmination point of the Shabbos. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, order seven. seven. Yes. In addition to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're mounted. Yeah, Shabbos has two things. Shabbos is the climax of the previous week. That's what he was bringing out. And it's also the starting point for the whole coming week. It's interesting. In the Beis Hamikdash, there was also two groups on Shabbos. The previous week left, did the first half of Shabbos, and then they left. The Ramam said they had the f- half of Lechem upon them. And the second group for the coming week started on Shabbos. Shabbos has... It's like by Mincha, you do the next week's parasha. By Mincha, you have the next week's parasha. Shabbos is the climax of the previous week. And it's the the whole source for the coming week. It's a blessing for the yeah. So what comes out is that there's really three levels here. There is the lechem in the artist, the day to day in the during the week. There is the mon that came down during the week, which was a mixture. It was a, something that we did, but at the same time, it was we saw clearly how it came from the Ebishter. And then there was the mon that came down on Shabbos. The man that came down on Shabbos, that whole bracha that came down on Shabbos, we did nothing. We didn't even see it, but we did nothing for it. It was a bracha that came down purely from the Abishir without us doing anything. The Allah is that during the week, they had to go out to get the man. On Shabbos, you're not allowed to go out. During the week, the Torah tells us you're not allowed to leave over man from one day to the next day. It's very interesting. You're not allowed to leave up because the whole purpose of the mon is to, it, to implant in us the moon and be talking that everything's coming from the Ebersh. And tomorrow, what do you mean tomorrow is going to come from the Ebersh? So you can't leave over from one day to the next. Because you're leaving over one day to the next, it means you're worried about tomorrow. Where's the betachin? The whole purpose of the mon is to, is to implant in us that it's not us that's making the pranos, it's the Ebersh. And the Ebersh says, tomorrow he'll give. That ever brings a mirror to the. Can you show us the law, by the way? Huh? Can you show us the law with me? Yeah. Then the first law. Oh, we start right in the middle. You finish it? And so, so we can try to. I'm no, trying I'm to make a summary. That's, that's, that's all you know. We're talking. We're holding the betachin. The holding of the betachin. Yeah. 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 The whole, it's a mere dekezach in the Pasuk, the Torah says, Hashem says, I'm going to give you the mon, leman anasenu, it's going to come down every day, in order that I will test you if you're going to go in my Torah or not. And Rashi explains, there's two mitzvahs that come with the mon, you're not allowed to leave over, and you're not allowed to go out on Shabbos. The question is, the purpose of the mon is to test you on these two mitzvahs? That's the purpose? Hashem's giving us mon every day to test us if we're going to leave over from one day to the next day, and if on Shabbos we're going to go out. That's why Hashem is giving us one. So the Rebbe explains this is the Taich. When you say you're going to test someone, what does it mean you test someone? You don't come up to someone that doesn't know something and you say, I'm going to test you. What a teacher does is he first learns with the students. And after they learned, hopefully, the teacher knows that they know it. So then he says, now I'll give you a test. What's the test? The test is to prove you and to prove to yourself and to everyone around you that you know it. So what's Hashem coming along? Hashem says, I'm giving you the mon, why? To test you in these two mitzvahs, which we're going to see is the concept of betochen. Hashem says, I'm giving us the mon, which the mon infuses us with betochen, in order to bring out in us the betochen in Hashem. 
During the week, the betochen is that we're not going to leave over from one day to the next because we have full betochen that it's tomorrow Hashem is going to give it. Mm-hmm. And on Shabbos, it's even a higher level of betochen. We're not even going to go out. Because on Shabbos, it was, a, was even a higher level that we saw it was clearly coming from the Eivishter. We did nothing. That was the first step. The second step is during the week, we didn't leave over. And then comes Lechem in the we were supposed to have and realize that this is really the month. The Rebbe says the same thing as every Shabbos. Every Shabbos has these, every Shabbos, we have this concept. The month is not only something that happened in the past. Because it's brought down in Svorim that if a person doesn't know what the Parshish HaShavuah is, you don't know what the Parshish HaShavuah is. You're supposed to read Parshish HaMoth. Comes the, the, the parsha. No one knows the parsha. Maybe hell, maybe. No one knows the parsha of the week. So then you read parsha Salmon. So the question is, what's the connection of parsha Salmon with Shabbos? And there's a lot of things on Shabbos we do corresponding to Mon. Lechem Mishnah, the three Sudas, is all learned out from the Mon. What's such a strong connection? The Rebbe says every Shabbos is implanting in us the exact same thing as the Mon. On one hand, when it comes to Shabbos itself, we say we're supposed to not think about our Pranosa. He's not even supposed to think about it. Why? Because we're supposed to feel that everything is done by the Eibishter. And we, just like you weren't allowed to go out to get your mon, we're not allowed to go out to our Parnosa on Shabbos. Everything that Shabbos is doing, totally from the Eibishter. You can't talk about business on Shabbos. Even this Shabbos Gered, you can't talk about your business. (laughs) That's one level of of Shabbos. Then during the week, we say, a yid is supposed to borrow money. If a person doesn't have money to buy extra things for Shabbos, so the Eibishter says, borrow on me and I'll pay up. It means Hashem is saying what you're borrowing and it says whatever we spend on Shabbos, Hashem is going to pay up. But on the other hand, even though we're still supposed to borrow, we're supposed to do something already. So Friday, not on Shabbos itself, but for Shabbos, we're supposed to borrow. And in order to borrow, it says you have to have a collateral. If you have nothing, no collaterals, then you can't borrow. You can only borrow if you have something equal to that money. That means on one hand, Hashem wants us to borrow and He's going to pay up. On the other hand, He wants us to do something and have something. Because that's the middle that will affect us during the week and realize everything comes from the Eivishter. With this, the Rebbe says, the answer is Amir de Gekash. The Gemara tells us the three brachas and birchas amozin were established three different times. Moshe Rabbeinu made, when the mon came down, he made the bracha of Hazan. When they entered Eretz Yisroh, Yeshua bin Nun made the bracha of on the land. And David and Shloyme, when they went to Yerushalayim and they built the base on Migdosh, they made the third bracha. Comes out the first bracha is Moshe thanking Hashem for Mon. So it doesn't, something is very weird. Every time we sit down to bench Hashem, the first bracha we're thanking Hashem is, Thank you, Hashem. Exactly what Moshe Ravina said for the Mon that came in Hashemayim. What are we doing? Who are we fooling ourselves? What, what, what does that have to do with the Mon? And the second bracha is not, is not for eating. The second bracha is thanking Hashem for the land that gives the food. For making such a land that gives out the food. But when are we actually thanking Hashem for the food that He satisfied us? Is the first bracha, which is the mon. So the says that's exactly what we're trying to say. When we come to thank Hashem and we tell Hashem, Hashem, we know the truth. The lechem in aretz is really lechem min Hashemayim. And we're thanking you for the mon because we know the truth that this is the mon. That's exactly what we're doing by benching. With this, the Rebbe brings down that we know the Rebbe Marash says that Parnosa nowadays is like the Mon. That's what the Rebbe Marash says. Just like the Mon came down in Hashemayim, you didn't do, it didn't do for it. So the Rebbe Marash says that nowadays in Golos, a Yid sees that it's not coming from him. A Yid sees it's coming from the Eivishter. 
So the Rebbe says, what's the, what's the Rebbe Marash saying? That nowadays in Golos, it's, it's Lechem Min Hashemayim. We're learning that always it was Lechem Min Hashemayim. Even when the Eden were in Eretz Yisrael, in good times, it was also Lechem Min Hashemayim. So the Rebbe says, yes, then it was Lechem Min Hashemayim, but it wasn't revealed Lechem Min Hashemayim. That was our Avoida. The Rebbe Marash is saying nowadays in Golos, a Yid is able to see in a revealed way, he's able to see that it's Lechem Min Hashemayim. Just like the Mon was Lechem Min Hashemayim. Nowadays in Golos, we're in a certain sense going back to the Midbar in a certain sense. But we could see it in a more revealed way, this concept. So what does this have to do with the Gul Mashiach? Huh? That's what Mashiach is all about. When we see everything's coming from the Evishit, that's what Mashiach is all about. That's what the Rebbe says. The Rebbe says, when the Rebbe said to speak, to learn about Yonagul Mashiach, the Rebbe says, in general, the whole Chassidus is learning in Yonagul Mashiach. Why? And now you see, what's the whole Chassidus? The whole Chassidus is bringing out that everything comes from the Evishit. Which that's what's, that's what's going to reveal when Mashiach comes. It's a Meridik in Maiseh. I just want to finish off with the Maiseh. The Rebbe's in Reitschik. They write, there's a new book that came out on Reitschik. I recommend everyone to, I, don't know, I, I like it very much. But over there, there's a Meridik story how Rebbe's in Reitschik was saved. She came from a very, very wealthy family. And her mother, and with a few of the daughters, they, they, got, they got a hold of a certain Goy. That this Goy was looking for a rich Yid. And he says he wants to find a rich Yidin and make a whole um, star document with them and that they should write down all their asses, whatever they, they own, and after the war, he'll hide them, he'll, he'll take a big percentage. So he was looking for a rich Yid. So someone connected, Rebbe Tzindraishi, because they, they came from a very wealthy family, very, very, Gerichsen, very wealthy family, connected her with this guy. Connected him with this guy. So they went, they actually have they have a picture of the document they made with the guy. Like they own a house here and they own a, a building here and they own a factory here. And the guy wanted 25% of it after the war because he believed that the money will be worth nothing. Besides that, they had to give him up front a certain amount of this and a certain amount of money of that and plus money later on. The Milo was... He was scared the money would be nothing, therefore he wanted land, he wanted property. He was a whole, the guy had a whole cheshven. He took two yidin that had a lot of money and he hid them in his, in his barn. What he did was he dug six feet by four feet under the ground. They were there a whole day. They put a little board because the other guy was a man, so there was a board in between. There was one man that was wealthy and a different family and their family was a mother and a few daughters. And they would literally lay there a whole day and then at night, he would take off the board. He had a board with hay on top of the board. And at night, he would take off the hay and the board. They would come out for a few minutes to get some fresh air, and they would go back. For 27 months, that's the way they were, no. laying there for 27 months, they never took a shower. If they had fever, if they had infections, they were just laying there. To keep themselves busy, they used to talk and speak what they're going to do after the war, what foods they're going to make. What they're gonna, they, they spoke all these different things to keep themselves busy, reminding all the stories they did. They would play games. What game could you play there? So one person would go like this, and everyone had to guess what word they were writing. But they kept themselves busy and positive, and they survived the war. They survived. And, and that's Rebbe Tzirashik. Rabbi Reishik, the mother of all the Reishiks, was, was this girl there. 
she survived the war. She was 18 years old. She came here, and that's when she met Rabbi Reichik. A few months later, she met Rabbi Reichik here in New York, and they got married. Did she ever get her possessions back? After the war, that lady, the, yeah, the mother went actually and gave the goy. She was a very smart lady. She actually, she hid one diamond in her tooth. In the middle, when the goy was getting, she actually took out the diamond and gave it, and, and gave it to him to, to bribe him a little more. And the baila was that, the, that they didn't give the goy everything up front. So the goy still wanted to do it. But there's a Meridika story in the middle. In the middle, what happened was, one night, they went out for some fresh air. And they were able to see that there were some people from far. So they ran back into their hiding place and they threw the door over them, the, the cover, the, the wood. But they didn't have enough time to get the hay on top of them. Now, they were, these were Nazis and they realized that something, some movements were in the backyard. They were, they were always suspecting people are hiding Eden. So they came to the Balabas and they started looking. Where, where are they? Now they always knew that the Yidin are hiding under the hay. So there was a big pile of hay. So the first thing they heard, the head guy tell the soldiers, take all the hay and pick it up. So they picked up all the hay and oh they put God. it on top of their spores. <laughs> and they searched on the whole area and they couldn't find it. The next day they came back again because they were very suspicious and they told the owner, either you hand them over to us and we won't do anything to you. If not, we're going to punish you when we find them. That's what they used to do. But being that the owner wanted their possessions so strong, so the owner didn't give up. He said no, and they didn't find them. And they survived. But that was a miracle. Here they thought, last minute, they only put over the, the door. They didn't have time to put on the hay. But that actually saved them. If they would have had the hay, they would have moved the hay, and, and Chas Vishon found could have, could have could have found them. So everything that happens is a The Rebbe says it's a miracle. Everything is a miracle. It's, that's what Mon was often a miracle. And to realize that everything that's happening is often a miracle. All the stores, Shadar, Shadar, Shadar. You see Shadar. It's how Rabbi Aichik escaped, how she escaped, and then they met, and then how they went on Shlichus to California, and everything they did. Well, the story